Good morning and welcome to a special edition of A Vision for You. Today is Sunday, August 9, 2015. My name is Leah and I'm your moderator this morning. The share ID for Friday, August 7th is 7898. That's 7898. This morning, A Vision for You presents The Breath of Life. The big book was written as a set of directions for doing the steps. The promise of the 12-step process is a spiritual awakening, a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. The steps remove the things which block us from the higher power deep down within us. As soon as these blocks are removed, we have contact with that higher power. We have access. We have tapped that unsuspected inner resource of strength. Our relationship with our higher power, God as we understand him, is our most important asset. As we draw nearer to God in continued step work, in prayer and meditation, and practicing these principles in all our affairs, we draw closer to our source of power, serenity, and guidance. The 12-step design for living clears our mental and spiritual vision and allows us access to our higher power, the breath of life. Joining us today is Irini, a recovered compulsive overeater from New York. Irini's spiritual journey in recovery has been revolutionary and nothing less than profound. And she's here on the line this morning to share her experience, strength, and hope with us. Welcome, Irini. Thank you, Leah. Thank you so much. Thank you for all that you do. And for giving me yet another opportunity to grow by sharing my experience, strength, and hope. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini and I am a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Yes, thank you, God. We will begin, as we always begin, by having a three-way connection, you, me, and always, inviting God into our hearts and especially our minds. Okay, let's get connected. Let's inhale all that is love, and exhale all that is not love. Inhale the light of God and exhale the darkness of self. Inhale all that is good and exhale all that is not good. This is my breath of life, a steady heartbeat. With these breaths, may we inhale all the wisdom we need for this share. And exhale all that we think we know. Amen. So I came into these rooms in 2006 as someone I no longer am connected with. Thank you, God. Whoever I was, I no longer am. She was full of rage, depressed, felt useless. She was always out of control. Guilty of gluttony, nothing was ever enough for her. She felt disconnected. She was swallowed by the abyss of self-pity and internal chaos. 
I never liked her at all. She was lost and frightened. She was powerless. It only seemed as if I wanted to end my life. But in reality, I wanted to end my pain. I was tortured, a prisoner, deeply rooted in the darkness of my thoughts. My emotions had a hold on me. In the rooms, I used to describe myself as always being uncomfortable in my own skin, as if being in a wet suit, always cold and clammy and constantly holding my breath in my darkness. I was suffocating in my misery by inhaling polluted thoughts, and at the same time, I was polluting my loved ones. I felt very unworthy and ashamed, hiding behind my hair, never lifting my head and holding my fists tightly clenched together. My shoulders jolted up to my ears while tears rolled down my cheeks, feeling totally hopeless. I was emotionally bruised from character assassination. I was in total darkness and couldn't breathe. Yes, before recovery, I was a compulsive overeater. But... The food wasn't the problem. It was never about the food. It was about wanting to control over the food and of others. Once I got abstinent, I was then faced with the bigger part of my problem, which was my way of thinking, my ego, edging God out. I was addicted to ego, deeply rooted into self. Me, myself, and I had a hold on my heart, my mind, and my soul. I was attached to my comforts, to my pleasures, and my defects. All of this led to the food. But once I started, I couldn't stop. I felt cornered. It had a hold on me. Just as Bill's story on page 11, he says, If there was a devil, he seemed the boss universal. And he certainly had me. Because I was stuck on self like glue, I couldn't give up my power until I was given a toolkit to repair and rebuild my life. I was introduced to the 12 steps. The 12 step guide to heaven. The plan of recovery to the breath of life. A program of action to a steady heartbeat, a course of action to a happy, joyous, and free life. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to approve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of God's will for us and the power to carry that out. You know, prayer and meditation is written throughout the big book, not just in step 11. So that says a lot about prayer and meditation. It is that journey to find the breath of life that I am here to share with you, a journey that never ends and that no one ever arrives. Self-examination, meditation, and prayer puts us in contact with our creator. Finding the breath of life, which is the breath of God, improves my conscious contact with my creator. Inhaling the light of God and exhaling the darkness of self. Hmm. 
bathing in his white light, soaking and cleansing our minds and hearts, melts away the darkness of self. Inhaling all that is love and exhaling all that is not love. That is not just love. That's divine love that unites us and we become connected. It's a love that gives us the power to push out fear. All inhalations are about filling our soul with the Spirit of God, which is His light and His love. This is how we become a lantern of His light to others, an ambassador of God, a disciple, a follower, a doer of His Word. May I ask somebody to unmute? Yes, powerless we are over our circumstances and that God, thank you God, in allowing us to recognize this. We needed a power greater than ourselves. It's a decision, a choice in what we believe, a choice of how we choose to act. Do we react with emotional feelings that never serve us or do we do the right thing? Well, I started to practice the art of being undisturbed. It's a choice to push our. It's <clears throat> sorry. It's a choice to position ourselves in a way to be aware and alert, so we can be connected and attached to God's spirit. Once we are connected, then these breaths bring us to the center of our heart and fill our souls. You know, it's amazing how these breaths can carry us to such power, slowing us down to pause and giving us the ability to act on life accordingly. This is the process of renewing our mind, our behavior, and our feelings. Each breath that we inhale refreshes us, strengthens us, and empowers us to let go of ego. This is what keeps us spiritually growing as we inhale the opposite of what we exhale and then we act on it. This is done to us by his grace his love, and his light. Once we have gone through the steps, we now are armed with God's power. We are under his authority, marching to his tune. We are given the ability to continue to detach ourselves from what is blocking us, surrendering a character defect a circumstance or a behavior, and having God replace it with what we need at a time. He continues to heal us and renews us to what he would have us be in that moment. These breaths carry us to live a happy, joyous, and free life. Our mind, body, and spirit become in harmony with his spirit, just as long as we continue to do our part and staying connected. Okay, um, my name is Carolyn S. from New York, and I'm going to be reading um, something for about Irini. Um, when Irini came into the program in 2006, she was an insecure, frightened, and lost soul sitting in the back of the room of her first meeting. My heart went out to her right away. She had a look of desperation and helplessness on her face. She didn't want to speak her name and cried through the meetings. 
She was caught up in, in the belief of being a victim and how it was so much easier for her to blame her family, her circumstances, and the world for keeping her in bondage. She always put herself down. She was the poster child for negativity and self-pity. Don't get me wrong. She had been through a lot of traumatic and painful painful and dysfunctional things in her life, and it can be really difficult to overcome and soar. Yet she had a simmering, unbreakable spirit and an incredible connection to God that kept her going. Her journey was very rocky in the first few years, and she had lost her abstinence several times, but she never lost her faith in God or the promises of this program. And then the miracles began to happen. She started to see her blessings, her positive qualities, and all that God had done and was doing in her life. Her voice became louder and more confident when she spoke at meetings. Her words became more positive and encouraging to herself and others. She began to start challenging herself to do things she was afraid of doing. She faked it until she made it. She decided to become willing and trust God without questioning everything. The dark cloud that followed her in the past like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, turned into a bright light. Irina began to see what was good about herself, others, the world, and how to use her gifts to bless others. She started to become the person God had created her to be and inspire others to do the same. Her warmth and faith and creativity and light began to ooze out of her, and she became a woman of courage and action. Today, Irina is a completely different person, she is a peaceful and purpose-driven woman who is led by her faith in God, in this program, and in herself to make a positive difference in the world. I see joy, courage, confidence, and authenticity. Someone who is proof that the program works if you work it and that miracles do happen. I feel blessed to be part of Irini's journey. I feel so happy that she has and is creating a life that is meaningful, joyful, purposeful, and unique to her while blessing others along the way. That's Eleni, uh, sorry, Eleni A's um, share from New York, written by, or read by myself, Carolyn S. from New York. Thank you. Thank you, Eleni A., for being my fellow witness. What was my belief system, and where did it come from? Where was God? In my past, I was governed by my thoughts, my unhealthy patterns of behavior that triggered my emotions. My belief system was based on my thoughts, my illusions, my stories that were not true but seemed my reality. I needed to understand that I was in a spiritual battle. I needed to depend on God's power, his strength, to help me and arm me with what I needed. This makes me and others a witness of escaping from being captive of my own thoughts. A witness of the truth, the strength, and the hope of God. He has melted my emotional scars, anxieties, and worries. He took away my depression and gave me hope, happiness, and joy having a personal relationship with him. In my past, my strongholds of negative thoughts told me that I was not good enough. I used to verbally beat myself up because I felt I was no good and broken and had a weakness of my flesh from eating compulsively. Today, God has become my stronghold. He is my light that gives me spiritual eyes to see the truth. He is my rock. I stand on him, his confidence. 
He has given me freedom from the bondage of self. He has lifted the obsession of the mind. He has set me free from the negative thoughts and my wrongful habits. I found out the truth and the truth has set me free. Free from rage, anger, fear, and despair. I am grateful I accepted God's gift to change my heart from darkness to light, from a hard, cold heart to a warm, loving heart that is soft and pliable, resulting in a lifestyle that I never thought was possible. A witness. Okay. Hi, I guess I got muted while I was waiting. Um, this is Carolyn S. from New York. I'm reading my own writing right now. When I first met Irini in OA nine years ago, she was painfully withdrawn, hunching in on herself, speaking very softly, and wincing when the group welcomed her. She seemed to have very little confidence, despite being very attractive. After her recovery, she was transformed. She became confident, looking people in the eye with her shoulders squared and sharing her story in a strong voice. She exuded confidence and serenity. It is a transformation which continues to inspire me and give me hope that we can all recover and escape our inner demons. She is a beautiful sight to behold inside and out. Thank you. Thank you, Carolyn S. For being my witness. There was a shift, a change. You know, change starts with a choice, a decision that comes from the heart and not the mind, because that is where God resides. He is in the core of our hearts. This is where we align ourselves with God in our hearts. This is where a personal relationship with God is taken in our hearts. This is where we plant our seed of faith that anchors us and where our roots take hold. It is in his love that we may grow spiritually in our heart. This is what keeps us grounded and rooted in his light, in his love, in his wisdom, in our heart. In the solution on page 25, it says, the great fact is just this and nothing less, that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude toward life, toward our fellows, and toward God's universe. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered into our heart and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. He has commenced to accomplish those things for us which we could never do by ourselves. Wow. God has given me an acronym for each letter of change. Change. C. Coming home. Change. Coming home. Amen. Meeting God endlessly. So C is coming home. C.H. is coming home where I belong in God's arms. He is my father to guide me, to change. A for amen means so be it. I am making 
an agreement of my expression of faith that God will hear and act on my prayers. And faith means amen. Faith is hearing the word of God in order to change. And for needing and knowing that I need a power greater than myself to change. Gee, for God, God has the power, good orderly direction that I need to change. And endlessly, I need him forever as he would have me be for me to continually change. It's fixing the eyes of our hearts onto him. He has a hold on us. Whatever we choose to focus on, it will then have a hold on us. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. I didn't have to understand it or do it perfectly, but that I may better do thy will. All that I needed was a little willingness to start on a journey to change, to make a decision to start to offer myself to God, thee, and not to take it back. I shared on the Step 3 panel on August 4th, 2013. When we have any kind of knowledge in our minds, we have to bring it into our hearts because that is where God's will is. And he gives us the power to bring it down to our feet and walk the knowledge. The new information overrides the old. We who have recognized from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body are walking the big book. The pages come alive as we walk the knowledge that we read from the big book. We become alive. This is a transformation. It's a new way of living. It's practicing to live in his light and no longer in our darkness. This is where we are aligned with God. Once we have this, we are set free from the bondage of self. We can see his light, feel his love, and know with his wisdom. So when our minds are telling us a lie, the darkness of self, we are able to see the truth with his light. This light of truth brings us to live in the present. We have clarity and we are aware and mindful to see what we couldn't see before. What a beautiful gift, living in his presence. We are living in God's truth and not in the lies of we are able to part the sea of chaos, separate the thoughts from our feelings and walk in the present, side by side with God, aligned with the truth, with his will, so powerful and so beautiful. This is how we are changed from the inside out, by having a new heart to grow in his grace. Hi, this is Carolyn H. from Norton Mouth. I want to be a witness to the transformation that I've seen in Adini since I met her about four years ago at a retreat um, in the summertime down in Rhode Island. I remember her as a very wild and off-the-wall woman. As she continued her journey, which somewhat surprised me, all of a sudden it was like she was struck by a lightning bolt. She all of a sudden became very calm. I think she just calmed down overnight and realized her issues as she started to embrace God. Wow. That transformation as she went from a caterpillar 
into the cocoon because she is my spiritual soul sister and I have seen such incredible changes in such a very short time. I was blown away with the way God was working in her life. I have watched the butterfly emerge and boy is she ever beautiful. Cool, calm, and focused on God who loves her so much. I too love my beautiful sister. I truly have become a follower. She truly has become a follower and doer of his word as we walk this journey together. And I am so grateful to be a part of it with you. I love you, my soul sister, Carolyn H., Massachusetts. Thank you, Carolyn H., for being my fellow witness. Yes, I had a metamorphosis, a Greek word for change. How appropriate. A striking change of appearance and substance that was taken within my heart. I shared my story of transformation, my testimony from a lost caterpillar that crawled in different directions lost in the dirt, in the mud, in the darkness, my worries, always searching for a way out. I was powerless. Going through the 12 steps gave me the spiritual awakening, a spiritually guided mind, a renewing of the mind. I had a change and had a metamorphosis to become a beautiful butterfly, flying free with open wings of peace and serenity that carries me high above my circumstances, soaring in a place of his presence. This share is on Sunday's edition on the topic Peace, dated March 31st, 2013. I had a full makeover from inside out. It's listening and obeying, doing the right thing and not what we feel like doing, seeking him in a in prayer and meditation enables us to think differently. This is what changes our personality. Today I speak and write more slowly. I walk with God's confidence and a smile on my heart. It took a hairstylist to tell me I should just be who I was meant to be and let my curls be and not straighten them out anymore. I grew out my bangs and no longer hide behind them. My heartbeat remains the same. No more panic attacks, palpitations, sleep terrors, fear moments. No more meds. My anxiety has lessened tremendously. And my fibromyalgia is in remission. Wow. As a matter of fact, this time, when Leah asked me to share, my heartbeat remains the same. What a true miracle for me. It's a miracle for me because it was never easy for me to share. My fears had a hold on me. My learning disability gets in the way at times and my mind just shuts down. But I have to say, lately, the more I focus on God, the less my disability shows up. Another miracle. I have a very grateful heart. I'm living the promises on page 25 of the big book. I comprehend and live the word serenity and peace. 
my whole attitude of life has changed. I have been rocketed to a fourth dimension. God has blessed me with a new heart and mind, a new design for living. I have been spiritually awakened. The big book is about finding a higher power. Once we find our higher power, what is next? What do we do with our higher power? Having a personal relationship with God is about hearing his word and not ours. And then applying his word to our life. Change means growth, and this is how we grow. The awareness of his presence and knowing that he is who he is, the Alpha and the Omega, all-powerful and in charge of our life, teaching us to be his instrument of love, compassion, and understanding, to have a new life reflecting his grace to others. We are giving numerous opportunities to practice patience, tolerance, acceptance with ourselves and others. We are reflecting what is truly in our hearts to continue to build our character as he would have us be. So, you know, we have to choose to change. We just can't change. We we make a decision to choose to change my relationship with food in order to have a peaceful relationship with food. Choosing to change my relationship with God in order to have a spiritual awakening. Choosing to change the relationship with others in order to have peace in our heart. Choosing to change the relationship, I'm sorry, choosing to change the relationship with ourselves in order to have peace in our hearts. And then choosing to change the relationship with others in order to have peace and good relations. So it's making this decision to change. It's not just wanting to change, but choosing to be the change that we want in our lives. If we want to be loved, we then have to first give love. If we want to be accepted by others, we become that change by accepting others first. Inhale all that is love and exhale all that is not love. I look in the mirror and I ask, who am I? I see not what I used to see, but what God sees in me. The truth and what is real. I am his loving child, always forgiving and clean within. I smile and walk away with a reflection of his love, faith, and peace. I inhale the light of God and exhale the darkness of self. God has my heart. His light works in me and through me and shines for others and allows others to see him visibly through my actions, reflecting God's divine character just as long as I am connected to him. And yes, I do get disconnected many a times throughout the day because I'm only human. But it does get very uncomfortable right away. I then take a hold of his hand. I once again inhale God and exhale self until it becomes a part of me. His light gives me courage and strength to see through spiritual eyes. Whatever we practice, we become good at. So we have to be careful what we practice. 
I used to practice yelling, and I became an expert on yelling. Inhaling his wisdom and his spirit changes me to do the right thing. This is how we grow in his light and move away from our darkness. Our focus becomes God. Otherwise, if we focus on the situation, we are looking through human eyes to our darkness where fear lies. It is our darkness that blocks our spiritual view. We can't see what we can't see and what's ahead of of us or why this is happening to us. If we trust and rely with all our hearts, we will see the light, the truth, the light, and the way. This light and love is the filter of our life. It is our spiritual eyes. We are set right when we come out of darkness and onto his light. Our position has changed. We have shifted into a better place. Our hearts have shifted towards God. We are set on the right footing to be aligned with God. We have been reborn into the light of his spirit. I first met Irini in 2011 on a telephone outreach call when her sponsor was out of town. What I remember from that first contact was that Irini was very distressed about her relationship with her daughter. I heard crying and whining as she did most of the talking. I wondered at the time if she heard any of my words as I tried to redirect her back to the steps as a solution. That is the description of Irini before she worked the 12 steps, according to the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. It has been almost four years since that first phone call. For the past two and a half years, Irini and I connect several times a week to be accountable to each other for our new practices and our behavior, our new way of living. As the big book states on page 89, life will take on new meaning. To watch people recover is an experience you will not want to miss. It is the bright spot of our lives. It has been the bright spot of my life and a privilege to witness Irini's personality change. Now when I listen to Irini, I hear her words and behaviors demonstrate acceptance and unconditional love for her daughter, whom she now sees through her new spiritual eyes. Today, Irini shares with me about how she puts her complete dependence and reliance in God, her higher power. She turns everything in her life over to God. I have witnessed quite a transformation in Irini. There is such a contrast of the Irini I heard speaking on that first phone call four years ago in 2011. Today, from our conversations, I hear that Irini is no longer dependent on the actions of her daughter or others for her own serenity. She has ceased fighting her daughter to make her into the person she wanted her to be so that she could be relieved of her pain. Today, Irini chooses a new way of living as the result of taking these 12 steps. As I have heard Irini say many times, she chooses to be the change that she wants in her life. I feel privileged to be a witness of Irini's rebirth. Thank you, my spiritual friend, Michelle H. from Missouri. Thank you, Michelle H., for being my fellow witness. I wanted to change my daughter. I saw myself in her, and I wanted to save her. 
Can you hear how many times I said I? Where was God in all of this? He wasn't. We learn through the steps that we can only change ourselves and not others. I had to surrender my battle with her and accept her for who she is. Now, I wait until she asks for my opinion so that I can help her take the steps for herself that she needs to take to show her the way so that she can make the choice for herself and to suggest that she should listen to what God is whispering in her life. Just as long as I hold onto God's hand and inhale acceptance and exhale control, inhale love and exhale fear, he assures me that everything is according to his plan and not to worry but to pray, to trust and rely in him. So I practice acceptance, forgiveness, compassion, and mostly gratitude. I have a beautiful daughter that challenges me to be a better person. Thank you, God. Because all actions are born in thought, do we choose because we feel like it or because we are doing it for God? This is where the vision of light can get brighter or dimmer by the choices we make. Are we moving closer to God or closer to self? How bright is our light for today? As we focus on his words, then his light gets brighter within us, which gives us clarity to see the truth. Now we are focused on his thoughts and not ours. Our thoughts were exhaled, which is the darkness of self. This helps us develop self-awareness. This allows us to have a continuous connection with God as we attach him to our breath. His light warms our spirit, illuminates our mind, guides us and protects us. As we meditate, it intensifies his light and are able to see things differently, seeing them as they really are. By reflecting his light, his love, and his wisdom, we become contagious to be happy, joyous, and free. Instead of our disease that poisoned our minds, bodies, and souls, and everyone around us. We need to ask, are we pleasing God or self? Are we following his directions, or are we questioning and trying to analyze them? Are we trusting and relying on God, or are we challenging him? In order for me to change, I had to be honest with myself. I had to stop pretending and wearing masks and having a dual personality, one for home and one for the world. In social circles, everybody loved me. I was accepted and sometimes even put on a pedestal. I hated the fact that others would put me on a pedestal. If they only knew the real me, my inside never matched my outside. I was torn with my dual personalities. It was too painful to show my brokenness to others. Good morning. This is Duel. Um, here to give my testimony as to Irini's change. And, you know, when I first met Irini, I met her at a 12-step function in 2011. And we, wo- we were both not recovered. <laughs> Um, she met me for the first time there and greeted me like we had been friends forever. She seemed like she was the type of friend I always had, fun, 
crazy, wild, and eccentric. I thought, perfect. Um, we did a skit together, and her sense of humor and sarcasm seemed to attract me more to this newfound friend. Little did I know that behind the facade underlie a troublesome person. Over the next three days, I would get to know her and how troublesome she was. My first impression was this fun, wild, crazy, and humorous person would disappear into a despairing, hopeless, and troublesome person. On the next occasion, me seeing Irene was not a nice picture. There were all these people around her trying to comfort her as she became a weeping mess. I was confused and concerned for my newfound friend. As she wept and talked about her body image, the fear that overpowered her, the anxiety that seemed to crush her, she talked about not having a sponsor and how she was in desperate need of a solution. A fellow member and a fellow traveler knew my situation, and she knew I had gotten triggered by this. So she pulled me aside and explained that Irene was a very sick person. She reassured me that they would work with her on this retreat to find, a, find her a sponsor and give her reassurance that it seemed hopeless, but it was not. What a relief I felt of the love and care they put into helping my new friend. Before the retreat was over, they had found a sponsor for my friend. Here's Irene's transformation. She has learned to let go. She takes things with a grain of salt. She has learned to tolerate the undiscipline that comes from the compulsive overeater. Her anxiety, fear, and not being able to transition has practically disappeared into love, understanding, patience, and genuine quick care for her fellows. I have witnessed her transformation and how she deals with the challenges of her everyday life with work, family, friends, and health. She invites God in all areas of her life and walks with her fellows hand in hand. She loves herself today as a beautiful creation that God has created her to be. She is a visionary person and can visualize and conceptualize things that other people are not gifted with. In essence, giving her a special connection with God and nature. I am truly blessed that I stuck it out with my newfound friend and have been blessed to see God through her working and becoming a miracle that she is today because if it worked for her it can work for me too and it has worked for me because we're both recovered today with that I pass thank you do L for being my witness because we are so conditioned to patterns and habits we need a plan of action to change the way we think feel and act it is our old patterns that keep us stuck and create pain and suffering. I had to practice to be disciplined and have self-control. I needed a willingness to listen and create an attitude to obey like a child and at the same time be a responsible adult to carry out his purpose. This process led me to be transparent, to be a one person, one identity, and not to play different roles for different people. I needed to start to be real and not mask what I was feeling or thinking. Faith has fueled me to turn to his word and lean into his, him more and away from self. Can I be my true self, my authentic self, no matter who I am with? To face my fear of being judged or rejected? This transparency 
The truth brought me closer to God, to myself, and to others. I no longer have superficial relationships. I have meaningful relationships. I am so grateful for this. It's about being honest with myself, God, and others. This was done to me through the light and love of the Spirit. We will now step out of the rooms and into my home. This is Irene's daughter sharing. In the past few years, my mother has taken great strides towards achieving peace in her life. How appropriate it is that her name should mean peace in Greek and that she has made it her mission to live up to her name. She used to be quick to yell at the hand of her short temper, but over the years has practiced patience. She is a much calmer person. Not only has she practiced a different temperament, but an overall different lifestyle. I've noticed that she reads more often and eats a more natural diet. This goes to show that it is never too late to learn new habits and that growth is possible at any point in life. Thank you, my loving daughter, for witnessing my transformation. This is Irene's husband sharing. My wife has changed. She used to be angry very frequently, especially when she was stressed. She sometimes would make things uncomfortable at family events. But she has changed over the past several years. She has learned not to be stressed by things she cannot control and not to take that stress out on others. She tries hard to accept what life throws her way and to deal with it in constructive ways. She has put her efforts into being the loving person I married. Thank you, my supporting, loving hubby, for being my witness of transformation. A recorded message from Irini's son. Mama has been trying throughout her adult life to change her attitude, her thoughts, her words, her actions, and her interactions in everyday life. Mama has worked very hard to accomplish her goals of attaining wisdom, serenity, peace, or Irini, and love. It is evidence that she has in my day-to-day encounters with her. Mama used to yell. Not a lot, but when she was angered, whether justifiably so or not, she would yell. Mama would also get upset when people didn't see things the way she did or understand where she was coming from. Mama, just like the majority of the rest of us, would act on her impulses, whether for the good or for the bad. But all of this has changed. Mama never yells anymore. She is embracing wisdom, serenity, eating me, and love. When she is upset, she will always continue to breathe and focus on the solution, not the problem. This helps her to remain calm. Mama has now learned to accept her issues and understand that they are a part of life. She is embracing wisdom, serenity, eating me, and love. Instead of sulking around because of her issues or using her issues as excuses, she embraces these shortcomings and overcomes them by not only relying on herself. Mama doesn't need to act on impulse to satisfy her soul. She is embracing wisdom, serenity, eating me, and love. Mama has learned that addictions and bodily pleasures have empty purposes 
and do not nourish her body and soul. So how has Mama made this transformation? God. Mama has welcomed God into her life. When Mama is upset, she will always continue to breathe and focus on God, the solution. Instead of sulking around because of her issues or using her issues as excuses, she embraces these shortcomings and overcomes them by relying on the grace of God. Mama has learned that addictions and bodily pleasures have empty purposes and that the logos is what truly nourishes her body and soul. Mama, I commend you for your beautiful change and thank God for your ability to understand his will and to do his work here on this planet so well. I am so proud of you. You are doing an amazing job and are an amazing role model for me and anybody else who is looking to be saved. I love and thank you so much. Your son. Thank you, my loving son, for being my witness of transformation. Just last week when I went to my doctor to be treated for my neck and back, he told me how much I make a difference for him. I was puzzled. So I asked him, what do you mean? He responded that he is amazed to see how God is working in my life. He has seen such a transformation that God can only do for me that I could never do for myself. I couldn't believe what I was hearing from my doctor and at the time that I was going to share this message with you. Is it odd or is it God? So many times I experience not a coincidence, not being odd, but being God. At work, they all say I was sent to them by God. They joke and ask, what planet do I come from? They say I am their angel. I told my boss that he really wasn't my boss and that God is my boss. He chuckled. I take no credit. It is God that is working in me and through me to make a difference for my residents. It is his light and his love that shines through me and touches others. I was so blessed to be a channel of his love, his light, and his strength. In March of 2012, I became recovered through the process of the 12 steps, the practicing the principles in all my affairs, of being connected with my fellowship and having a desire and thirst for God. The bondage itself is set free with the continual breath of God and the continual exhaling self. It is his life, his power and strength that pushes out my darkness. I had to meet him halfway. Every morning I offer my heart into his hands to mold my heart into who he would have me be for the day. I pray to be a better eating today than I was yesterday. What has a hold on us? What are we focusing on throughout the day? Self-centeredness, which is the root of our problems, or God-centeredness, that is the solution to our problems. A choice to focus on what will have a hold on us. Then we practice that behavior. To always seek him in all that we do, practicing to have quiet moments that creates the sacred space that invites God in all and allows him to work in us and through us. 
continually focusing on him has given us spiritual eyes to see the truth, for we no longer are sleeping, but awake and mindful. Inhale all that is love and exhale all that is not love. There is no fear in love. Love never stops believing or loses faith. God is love. And love comes from God. When we love God, then we can love ourselves and others just by doing his will manifest in how we love others. The way we feel is the way we behave. So if we act in a loving way, then we feel loving. Love heals us. Inhale the light of God and exhale the darkness of self. This is divine light that melts fear away. Light that is pure, clean, fresh, and good. Light that gives us direction, pushes out all of our darkness, and fills us with the light of his knowledge. The more we focus on his word, his light gets brighter in us. The breath of life is taking these soul breaths to be alive, to be enthusiastic about life, to be awakened. These are spiritual breaths that can only come from God. What a gift. Recovery is a ripple effect, just as the disease is, but the difference is God is more powerful than the disease. Today I dance with the fruits of his spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the seeds that are planted in our hearts and can grow with his power, his strength. In the past, I carried a lot of pain and hurt, worries and resentment. My character defects were very heavy, weighing my heart down. Today, I am so grateful to say that I'm living in steps 10 through 12. I'm grounded because God has a hold on me, and I'm rooted in the light of his love. The only thing that I carry is the message of recovery, God's gift, the breath of life. I pray for all in the rooms and out of the rooms to come to this beautiful, awesome light and love, to be pulled out of their darkness and into his light, his unconditional love, his wisdom, to pray for healing and always do his will, not ours. I thank you all for listening. Irini, thank you very much for your powerful, profound, and inspiring reflections and testimonies of transformation this morning. Of course, thank you as well for the beautiful testimonies from our additional fellow travelers here on the line, as well as family members of Irini. Thank you so very much for making such a rich presentation of what's possible as a result of the program of recovery. Thank you so much. Irini's contact information will be given at the conclusion of this recording, so please stay tuned for that. Now we're going to transition into question and answers. If you have a question for Irini, you can press star 1 on your phone keypad to unmute and identify yourself, please. This is Lindsay from New Hampshire. Good morning, Leah. This is Mary Lee in Paso Robles, California. 
Okay, I hear Lindsay, I hear Mary Lee, anyone else for this grouping? Star one to unmute. Identify yourself, please. Okay, a little warm-up time perhaps is needed. Lindsay, go ahead, please. Uh, did you say Lindsay? Yes. Oh, hi. Good morning. Um, I really thank you for such a, an amazing gift. I uh, was going to go to, to dance this morning, and something prompted me to not go, but I needed to, to listen to this recording. So I'm very grateful. My question to you is that um, somebody gave a testimonial and mentioned when they first met you, oh, it was due, um, who talked about, you know, she saw this side of you outgoing and funny and, you know, and, and, and uh, I think she might even use the word sarcastic or something. And um, and then she talked about seeing the other side of that. And I so strongly identified with that. And my question is, did you ever feel a fear of, you know, did you feel like you had to leave that funny person behind, that outgoing person? Um, did you ever wonder, like, who am I going to be if I, you know, God changes me and takes away those other things that are fun. Does that make sense? Um, thank you for your question. First of all, I have to practice that because I'm always fearful of questions. So I need to practice. So thank you for your question. Um, no, I, I was, I'm still fun and I'm still kind of crazy in my own way. It was um, that um, I was torn with... Um, my demons, and um, I did not change my loving, fun personality that I that I had. Um, it, it, was that the question that you asked me? Um, did I answer your question, Lizzie? Can you hear me? You are being heard, Irini. Oh. I believe you spoke to the question, Irini. Okay, yes. thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, you spoke to the question beautifully. Thank you so much. <clears throat> okay, thank you. Mary Lee, would you like to ask your question now? Mm, God morning. What a beautiful share. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, my question is, when did you... <clears throat> actually feel that presence of God or know that presence of God or or I, I heard so many witnesses. But there must have been a time for you um in, in the step process that that your heart was open and receptive. Can you talk about that at all? Yes. Um thank you for your question. Um <clears throat> I, I I grew up with God in the house. I would go to church. My mom was a very a woman of prayer. She always would pray, and um, I always did the things that families do when they go to church. But I was never connected. Um, he was way up there, and I was way down here. And if I did something wrong, I thought I'd be punished. It was when I started to do the steps. And um, I know step three, step three was very profound for me, even though step three is just 
a willingness or and a decision. Um, it it shook me up tremendously because I realized um, when um, I was going to make that decision to offer myself to thee is that I had this vision and, and he often speaks to me with visions that I just stripped myself bare, naked, and he would recloth me. So that means I had to have a total of self, to have death of self in order to be reborn. And and I felt my trust in the lie was, it was just so profound for me that I was willing the connection was so strong for me, even though step three is not supposed to be that. That's how it was for me. And I can't explain why, but he gave me these visions of, um, and I went through some kind of trauma that I was mourning because I knew what was going to happen to me. I had to let go of my old self. And um, so... Step three was very profound for me, and it was like a really big plug <laughs> into um, being connected with him because I was so willing to surrender. Come and take me away. I hope I answered your question. Thank you, Mary Lee. Anyone else with a question this morning? It's Devore. I have a question. Devore. Anyone else? Star one to unmute. Um, Miriam in New Jersey. Miriam. Anyone else? Hi, Carolyn in Massachusetts. And Carolyn. Okay, thank you. So let's go with Devore, please. Good morning. This is Devore in Maryland. First of all, thank you so much for your share. That was um, unbelievable. So my question is, you mentioned, um, you know, that it was rage in the past, um, and it has changed, you know, as as we've heard in the testimonials, it's amazing how, you know, your, your children have shared. I'm wondering if you can pinpoint when, when that stopped, or is it just something, you know, in retrospect, oh, you know, wow, the rage has stopped, or was that something that also came in step three? Um, if you can share that, I, I would greatly appreciate it. Yes. Um, now, please, uh, thank you for the question. Please keep in mind, we all experience different experiences. So what works for me is not necessarily going to work for other people because we are all unique. Thank you for this question because this question, I, I was so rageful. I was so rageful from a very young age that my mother brought me to a doctor and said, I have three kids, but this one I cannot control. She's just out of control. They couldn't control me. I was very much rageful. And it was in um, nine years ago when I first stepped into the rooms and not doing it by the big book, but just started to do it the old way, way with the... Um, workbook, the rage was lifted, which which was which is such a miracle. And it it's a miracle 
these miracles happen so the faith can really develop. And I really believe that. So how is it possible that my rage was lifted at the beginning part of my journey in OA? How is that possible? Because what that tells me is that we don't work for it. It is done to us. It's a testimony. So now I'm realizing at this moment, nobody has ever asked me that. Nine years later, I'm able to tell you that everything that happens to us happens to us. We don't work for it. My rage was lifted. That is a true miracle. And then, of course, I had to deal with my anger. I had a lot of anger behind. Rage is anger. And that has subsided throughout the years. So thank you so much for that question. Thank you, Devore. Miriam, your turn. Thank you. Hi, uh, this is Miriam, gratefully recovering a day at a time in this program. And thank you so much for your share. Um, could you speak a little bit about your practice of meditation and prayer, specifically um, what you do to meditate? Sure. Um, thank you for the question. Um, well, my daily prayer and meditation is um, is a really big part of my living. I I pray. I pray. I do pray on my knees, but I pray throughout the day because prayer is talking to God, and um, I constantly. I'm talking to him, literally constantly. So if you remember in my share, I mean, I was, I was so bruised by my beating myself, I would constantly beat myself up. So I constantly had thoughts and words that would bruise me. Well, I do the opposite now, you know, I do the opposite. I am I am talking to God constantly. I'm constantly talking to God. He has become he's he's just so much of a, a part of me that I'm constantly talking to him and that is a form of prayer. And meditation is I go walking a lot into the woods with my therapy dog and I listen. And I'm an active meditator. Um, I do sit still in the morning and in the evening, but I'm a very a more active meditating as opposed to just sitting still. Um, because it's in the woods, in Mother Nature, when I walk and I'm in silence, I I hear him, and it's not a voice. It it he talks into my heart. He doesn't. You know, I talk into my heart, and then my mind, and then my heart goes into my my thoughts, my words. So it's and it's it's the knowing of who he is and what is what he's saying that I have this connection with. I, I hope I answered your question. Thank you, Miriam, for that question. Carolyn, your turn.
Carolyn, star one to unmute. Thank you. I'm sorry. Um, I, Irene, I just wanted you to um, explain to everybody listening how important building a spiritual base for transformation and working the steps at the same time are in your program today. Can you repeat the question, please? In terms of um, working the steps of the program and working with spiritual program, in correlation with the two, how important is one and the other? And how do they come together? Well, it's it's um, it's a constant um, when we put our hearts into the program or into anything, we're putting God into. We're working with God. If we put our minds into the program, that's not really. That's different as opposed to a spiritual uh, workout. So for me, in all that I do, I need to bring God into everything. I need to see everything. Working through the steps is really, am I bringing it into my heart or is it just staying in my mind? It's staying in my mind. It's not going to work. It's not going to, um, if I just read what um, the book says and um, try my best to do it without the spiritual connection with God, it's not going to work because this is done to us. We cannot do this on our own. We need God and we need our fellow members to make this happen, to have this awakening. And, and, and I often say that, okay, when we read something, when we read the big book, we're reading a piece of information, a knowledge, so we put it in our heads. But then what do we do with that? We need to bring it into our hearts. That's where God's will is. That's where, that's where it, it, it gets the power because God resides in me. He resides in you. So it has to be brought into our hearts. And then... From our hearts, it's pushed down to our feet. We have given the power to then, or we pray for the power to walk what we've just learned. And this is the process of the transformation. We start leaning into what the big book is telling us to do, which is the right thing to do. We practice. Why do the pages come alive? Because I'm walking the big book. That's so exciting. And with my sponsees, I tell them, well, how have you shifted today? What, what did you do differently today, uh, today that you didn't do yesterday? How are you growing? It's a constant growth. I hope I answered your question. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carolyn. Who else has a question for Irini this morning? Star one to unmute and identify yourself, please. Mary H. Mary H. Anyone else? Judith R. 
Sandy D. Judith R. Sandy D. Anyone else? <laughs> this will be the last call for questions. This is your opportunity. Anyone else for questions? Going once, twice. And three times. Okay. Mary H., go ahead, please. Could 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 the speaker spell her name, please? Yes, it's um, E-I-R-I-N-I, and it's pronounced Irini with the rolling R or Irini, and it means peace. In English, it's Irene. And I decided that everybody would call me Irini when I was in program because that was the beginning of my transformation. That because it means peace in Greek, I've realized that's my journey to find inner peace and then to be able to share it with the world. Thank you. Mary H., I'm assuming that was the extent of your question. Okay, No, thanks. that wasn't me. Oh. That was somebody oh. else, actually. Oh, that was somebody else. Okay. <laughs> All right. Very good. Uh, Mary H., then go ahead and proceed with your okay, question. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Mary H., uh, newly recovered in Northern California, and um, Arini, I think I pronounced that right. Thank you for... Yes. Yeah, um, you saying that before, a beautiful name, and thank you so much for such a kind of spiritual share this morning. Um, and my question is, I guess on a more practical note, um, I'm working more closely on my 10th step work now because I find that's kind of crucial to my recovery um, for me, and I wanted to hear what, what you do for your 10th step work, if you don't mind sharing that. Um, yes, my 10 steps um, stays with me constantly throughout the day. I am um, extremely aware and alert, and I watch out for when there is resentment, fear, dishonesty, and selfishness. And um, so when I when any of those bother me, I have to immediately address it. And um, I pray, and I need to discuss it with somebody else. If I have to make some kind of amends, I need to take care of that right away. And then I, and then I turn to um, someone else, and I do service. I make a phone call, or I'm at work. I, I just focus on somebody else's needs, and um, and this. It brings me into, you know, a state of, um, you know, forgiveness. I have to, um, and being honest, and is always showing love. And um, this is done throughout the whole day. And this is what keeps me clean. And, um, and then I can share my 11th step with my 11th step partner every night. Um, this is how I stay clean. And this is how I stay empty. So the light 
of his spirit to come in me and through me. Otherwise, if I start, if I don't take care of, if I don't do step 10, then things start to clog up and then there's no room for God to come in. Thank you. Yes, thank you. That that uh, that sounds like what what I'm doing, and it's nice to hear it from you too. Thank you. Thanks, Mary H. Judith R. Your turn. Thank you, Leah. And thank you so much, Edini. This is Judith R. Recovered compulsive overeater in Vermont, and I'm so grateful for what I heard that I was hard-pressed to think of a question. And then I thought, ah, how did you come up with the wonderful idea of having so many witnesses, including your family, as part of your share? I'd love to hear that. Thank you. Thank you for the question. Well, it's another testimony from God. When Leah first asked me to share... um, I started um, I started to, it takes me a while because I have a learning disability, and so every day I started just to write down what came into my heart. I would just take notes every day. And um, as I accumulated all the messages from God, I said, you know what, I, 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 because... I've had the death of self that's so foreign to me. I said, I really need to ask my fellows what I really used to be like so I don't miss anything. So I asked them to email me their, what they can remember. And when I started reading them, I was just going to incorporate it into my notes and I said, well, thank you, God. I said, yeah, this is powerful. Um, he told me to incorporate, but they should just speak their word, their their voice. They should hear. You should all hear their voice of my of them being my witness. And 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 then I said, you know what? I said, well, why don't I ask my family? You know, and and then I. I did, and I incorporated that, and and that's how this whole thing came about. So, it's it's a true miracle because I no longer live in the future. I wasn't worried. I just trusted and relied each day, each step of the way, each day, as I was doing putting this whole thing together. And instead of worrying, it's just trusting and relying and. Look how beautiful it all came together. And it wasn't for me. It wasn't for my mind. It was, it, I didn't sit down and say, well, this is what I'm going to do, A, B, C, and D. It just came into my heart. Thank you. Thanks, Judith R. And our final question comes from Sandy B. Hi, this is Sandy D. in New York. Can you hear me okay? Yes, Sandy D. Go ahead. Oh, great. Thank you, Leah. Thank you, Irini, for a beautiful, inspirational meeting. Um, I wanted to ask you if you ever find self-sufficiency uh, creeping back in over your God-sufficiency. Your God-sufficiency is really, really clear to me. And I 
understand in your transformation that there was a lot of self-sufficiency before. How do you recognize that as it creeps in, and how do you turn it back to God's sufficiency? Thank you. Um, yes, uh, thank you for the question. Um, I'm only human. Um, things do, I do at times um, try to do that, and I get nudged a lot, and he sets me right back on his path. So um, if I start doing, if I start relying on myself, it's so apparent, the results that come out. And it's just, it says, oh, silly me, I, you know, what am I doing here, you know? So he nudges me. He allows me, he doesn't nudge me right away. He lets me to see that it's not going to (laughs) happen. So um, a reminder and um, a constant um, delay nudge to always go and rely on him. It's beautiful. It really is. Thank you. Thank you, Sandy D. And thanks to everybody who asked questions. And, of course, thank you to you, Irini, for such a beautiful share this morning and very inspirational message of hope through the testimonies and your experience and strength. So thank you very much for that. I will close now with the reading from page 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great offense will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.